0: What's up everybody, hoping you're good, I'm just getting myself organised to go for a run Well I'm currently walking out the gate to go for a run, so I guess I'm already organised you could say, Um, yeah, ap- apologies my, I mean not actually apologies, I think most people, a couple of people contacted me about the last podcast and I guess you guys noticed there was a just kind of like a element of uh, not the most positive podcast I've ever done, um, but it's just real. It's just you know I I don't I've only ever listened to one podcast back um, and how the ages ago. Um, <laughs> Not, and I think I'll listen to it back because I did like a podcast on the run and i trying to get on the shoes and I feel really good. That's nice. Um, but anyway, yeah, I didn't listen back. Like, first of all, what I say at the time, I don't want to listen back and on the next podcast. Try to correct things or justify why I said things, or the whole purpose behind this podcast was to be as raw and honest. I guess as I could be, um, and I think I do a pretty good job of that. Um, so there wasn't, there wasn't. Positive things happening <laughs> when I did that podcast the other day, so at the end of the day, you guys got what I was feeling, and a day or two later i can't remember what day that was, but maybe it was Saturday. <laughs> Sunday Monday was fucking worse and um, you know, I went through a really tough time and um, there was a real, yeah, it was just a couple of moments of real sadness, which I'm not used to, um like like there was fucking real tears, which I never cry, like it's just mental that I don't really know, and I can't pinpoint exactly, you know. We always talk about it, it's an accumulation of things. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. You know, it was probably one main thing, and perhaps other smaller things. Um, I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, You know, everything is starting to relax again. I'm a bit like that. I have like a mental bit of a bit of a breakdown, you know. Fucking telling you guys, there was like, tears and arguments, and it wasn't good. Um, but then you just have to get on with it. Like you have to find because let's say it was about running or let's say I think it's about running. In the past, I probably would have took a fucking week off. And then a week later, I'd realized, fuck, I don't think it was running. And then you're like, shit, that's a fucking week of my life. (laughs) I wish I just fucking got out the door and did some bloody running. Um, Because then you have another problem. Then you've missed a week of running. I mean, you start back, you probably feel shit. So, I do try to crack on, you know, call it what you will, but suck up emotions or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I try to do that, and I think I did it pretty well. Sunday, Sunday was probably the worst day. A lot of tears blows my mind and a lot of tears like arguing and but like this all happened early morning and then I had uh, I had a 16 mile run penciled in on Sunday now I gave myself a bit of slack because 13 would have been plenty Reason being, I was always going to do my like test run on the Tuesday. So I was always going to do that um, 12 mile like marathon type pace run in the humidity. So it was okay if I wanted to do a bit less um, than 16 miles. But I did, because it was like fucking 10.30 when I started, which is hot as fuck. You're probably talking like 90 to 95 full sun and probably 85, 85%, probably 80 to 85% at that point humidity. Fucking A. That's a... Combo those two. Um, So, yeah, so that was a fucking tough run. I did four mile out, four mile back because I wanted to refuel and I wanted to get some fuel on board. Well, not fuel, just water and the electrolyte tablet. By the way, off topic, Connecticut started helping me. Like, get sponsorship, whatever you want to call it, and I get free products, but the Electro-C, I think they're fucking out of stock at the minute, so this is what tells you I'm not even promoting, I am, but I'm not, (laughs) because they're fucking out of stock, but so fucking good, Um, I don't know what I'd have done if I came here. Out. Those obviously, I could have bought maybe similar, but four mile out, four mile back, I had two bottles so a litre worth of like electro C made up, and it has like your electrolytes that you need, I think, plus vitamin C. And um, so, come back, drink the first bottle, and um, I'm coming up the road here so. Apologies if, first of all, apologies if I die. Busy fucking road. Doesn't look like I'm gonna die, it looks pretty clear. Let me speed up. Oh fuck, this car's flying, motherfucker. All right, so four mile out, four mile back. Um, But I cannot for the life of me face doing that again. Like, at this point, my shorts are drenched, and I'm hot. I'm just like, all right, what I'll do is, hey pup, ah, ah, set yourself down. Dogs are so stupid sometimes, and so shorts are drenched. I decide to change my shorts, change my shoes that are also drenched, and. And I actually did four miles, four miles at the speed I was going to run Tuesday, for the little test. There was no logic behind it, only that it had been a fucking shite morning, and I actually told myself the whole first four miles of Sunday's run, you know. Psychology was shite. I was being a negative little fucker. And so, at four mile in, I just decided, probably about five mile actually, on the way back, I just said, Look, if you wanted this to be your last ever run, like, you know, that's fine. Like, nobody, well, nobody at the minute forces me to run. This is all me, you know. So I told myself, look, if it's that bad, if you're really struggling, if you want this to be your last ever run, I'm okay with that. And you know, I kept running, got back the miles, decided it was easier for me to push a bit, and maybe like, I wanted to push to like, just let off a bit of steam. I don't know. So I did four miles at 520. It was hot as fuck. That was interesting. Heart rate went up over 170, but I loved it. And then I did like a two mile cool down. So it ended up being 14 miles solid morning given how the day started. Um I like I like being able to deal with things and break it up in the way that I can cope. You know? Like I kinda I don't what is it to say about quarterbacks? When quarterbacks make a call and the coach didn't make it. That's whatever that word is, I can't remember off the top of my head. You know, you read the situation. I knew Sunday I was a bit fucked. I knew it was going to be tough and maybe demoralizing to go do four out, four back again at that same effort, boring, all the rest of it. I just made a, a call. I made a call that a little bit of tempo and then a little warm down. It was just a bit easier mentally. Even though I had to push a bit harder, it just broke it up for me. Enough that I got a 14-mile run in. So that was good. Um, Monday, not as many tears, but you know, they talk about speaking to people. And they talk about, like, don't be afraid to reach out. A week ago, or maybe 10 days ago, I sent an email to all my support team at home, telling them how fucking brilliant everything was. (laughs) Like, you know, what an awesome month in Flagstaff. Like, everything went to plan. And it fucking did. Everything went perfect. Telling them all how good things are, blah blah blah. And then, like, you know, 10 days later, you've got to send an email to your sports psychologist and say, hey mate, I'm actually fucked. Like, can we talk? You know? And so, Gary Longwell, who is an Irish senior rugby player, well retired. You know, this guy has stood in front of the All Blacks in the haka, played against John Lomu. This is a fucking beast. So Gary actually responds immediately and says, why don't we jump on a call now? And so we jumped on a FaceTime and fucking cried again. It's the third time in probably two weeks that I've cried. What a fucker. I'm usually this tough bastard that doesn't let things beat me down. See everything as a challenge and a test or whatever you want it to be. Here I am fucking tearing up like a little fruit. So. Basically what, I think why I cried with Gary was just, probably just talking about the grind of things. Um, And then like, I talked about like friends and real friends. Friends that when you tell them something, like don't just fucking like, And I find myself over here. I have running friends, but we're friends because we're run. I'll tell these guys something, or I'll moan about something. And for fuck's sake, I need to hear about it in a week's time from the person I've probably been moaning about. And I'm not, like, I'm not a gossiper. So the conversation will probably go something like, such and such said this about you, Scully. And I'll go, right, I hope that made them happier. And then they'll say, yeah, it's bullshit. This person shouldn't be saying these things. And I'll go, yep, you're probably right. And then, (laughs) fucking 10 minutes into this conversation, I'll say something like, you know, also, said this about such and such, and then in a week's time, such and such will be asking me, Hey, did this person say this about me? and I'll just be like, For fuck's sake, what the fuck is wrong with us? You know, I'm telling you guys, we're talking about nothing, right? This instance was about me thinking I'm the boss because I suggested to run at 7 o'clock in the morning because it was going to be hot as fuck and because there was forest fires. Like, what the fuck? I don't know if it's a fucking American thing, but it fucking blows my mind that we're even having a fucking conversation about this. Like, I guess it's like, when you get, you ever find when a group of people who don't probably like each other get together, all the fucking do is chat shit about other people, you know? And I think the reason it happens is because they don't know each other or like each other or of anything else to say, except for negative stuff about other people. And so this is the fucking situation I find myself in. So I asked myself, do I have any friends in Flagstaff? Fuck no. Like, there's a lot of people pretend to be my friend, but they don't give a shit. Runners are selfish, you know? Like. It's all about them. You know, someone can be really understanding, really understanding. And then the conversation flips on them. You know, oh, I can't believe that person was saying that. You know, you don't need that. It's just let it go, you know, maturity and all that. And then I could go, yeah, that person said it about you too. (laughs) Then all of a sudden conversation is a much fucking different conversation, fuck that person. It's it's fucked up. Really stupid. So I'm talking to Gary, and
1: I think I'm just,
0: I think I'm just sad about it all, you know? Like, I don't know the last time, I'm telling Gary, I used to, I used to not be super proud, or know, I don't think my behavior in the past was always the road to success, and what I mean by that is, you know, the party and fucking three-day bender, whatever. But at least, at least for 50% of that weekend, I'd be laughing my fucking head off. You know, I'd be having a really fun time, and I just think. I miss that. And I also just miss sometimes having someone to talk to. Like when I used to live with my buddy Andrew, he used to want to talk to me too much, which would annoy me too. But I still like that we could have a conversation and he'd give me an honest answer. Andrew doesn't fucking beat about the bush. People from Belfast and even the UK, we're not liars, you know? We're not afraid to hurt people's feelings. We're not afraid to say, Stephen, what the fuck are you moaning about? You know, you're wrong. You're, you're actually wrong in this scenario. Andrew used to not mind telling me that. And I fucking love that. It's why I like him so much. It's why he's one of my best friends. Everybody else in America just lies, it's all fake. Oh, you're so right, that person's so wrong. And then they go talk to the other person and tell them the other person's a wanker and how they're so right. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid. But anyway, moving on, things are what they are. I've realized that Flagstaff might be the best place in the world to get super fit or one of the best places in the world but if you end up miserable fucking crying like a little tit you know that's not going to work either so I don't know the answer to what happens now Um, I think I might need to make a few adjustments to long-term plan and you know where I go from here and it could be like one of the things keeps coming up is I keep saying that I want my own house and I don't mean buy I can't afford to fucking buy a house but as of right now If I plan to go home, I need to book Airbnbs. So I think the idea of maybe a new setup whereby I have a home in Ireland, my fucking home, I pay the bills, I pay the rent, it's my fucking sofa, you know? Um, And then I spend time away on training camps. If if they make sense, if they fit, that that might be a better situation. Because what we're trying to avoid here is, you know, getting to a mindset whereby, you know, you might be fit as fuck on that next run that you do, but it might also be the last run that you ever do because you just decide. That's enough. That's enough of that. We don't want that. And um, there's also calming down the chase to 1130, trying to be less of a fucking psychopath runner, and more, OK, let's work on a few things that could create some improvements. Let's not be a fucking psychopath about it. All we want to do is avoid burnout mentally, physically, all these things. Gary's job, as he says, is to keep me happy. He doesn't give a fuck about the running. Doesn't give a fuck. So Gary told me I needed to do a couple of things this week, you know eat a Chinese, hang out with friends, and just reward myself a bit more for the hard work. Um, Monday, we went to a casino here in Lake Charles. We lay by the pool. We floated around a lazy river. And we had Mexican for dinner some ice cream on the way home you know just normal behavior and then Tuesday I did my my little 12 mile test I set up a little drink station and some uh, a cooking bowl so like a metal cooking bowl Full of cold water and ice, and, and that allowed me every third mile. It's a one and a half mile loop, and every third mile, I stopped, stopped my watch, and dripped water down my neck, put on a cool hat, and and took my drink that I could carry. So. I think in total I stopped for like 90 seconds, maybe. But like I talked about, you don't cool down in those 90 seconds. So can I do 12 miles at 520 per mile? Of fucking course I can. I run a marathon at like 5.05 to 5.10. But we wanted to know, can I still run 5.20 when I've been running 5.20 for like an hour and the answer was yes, you know, obviously in the race you can't stop, but you don't need to because your team management might hand you a cold towel, might hand you a cold hat, will hand you your drinks. Much better setup than me by myself stopping at the side of the road to pick up, you know, and then I would take the hat off after about a quarter mile because it just heats up to your body heat and then it's not a good thing. So I would carry that round. And then when I got to the end of the mile and a half lap, I had to quickly trap it in the cold ice water just to make sure I could use it again after another three miles, Um, but it went really well, and heart rate drifted the way I thought it would, Um, but speed was good, and I think I could've done fucking 20 miles, I felt good, Um, which is really cool because, you know, it's not like I've trained easy since I came here, you know, did a steady run last Thursday, 5.30 to 5.40, for eight miles. Um, Friday, I did mile reps and 400s. Saturday was easy. Sunday, the progression run, after a fucking nightmare morning. Monday was easy. Um, Tuesday was the test. So, what does it mean for Doha? I don't fucking know. I've learned a few things that are important, um, but 12 miles isn't even close to 26. Not even close. So, there's still a lot of unknown territory. Sorry, I'm at a busy road. I'm just about to cross. Make sure I don't die. Yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns and so still a lot of ground to cover but it's not a fucking bad thing day six without a taper being able to you know 12 miles In the last three miles i like pushed a little bit pushed the pace down towards 510 just to see how i felt doing that with that um, I need to figure out what I do now um, I can stay I can stay here in the humidity for another couple of weeks um, and then the Irish camps, or I can go home and um, out of the way a bit sooner, and um, but yeah, the answer is I don't know, but we'll work something out, and um, it's all good. So things are pretty good. I'm not the only athlete or human being in the world that you know. And struggle, and it's a it's a curse. Not a curse. Yeah, it's a curse. It's a curse to be like competitive and be hungry for more all the time, because in all areas of your life, it's very difficult to just happy with what you have you know we're always focusing on what we want or like what we want to be better we rarely take a moment to just be grateful for what we have and of course sometimes the only way to be better is to you know want more what that Olympics did, like, I love the fucking idea of the Olympics, I do, oh my fucking God, like, but, see these good athletes, the guys you see on the TV, like, these guys are just fucking better, I work probably as hard as they do, I know I do. I work really fucking hard. Too hard sometimes. But these guys are just fucking better. You know, you could have George Best apparently, you know, dribbled a tennis ball six hours a day, you know? I don't know. Someone else probably heard he done fuck all. He was just brilliant. But what I'm telling you is you don't, if your goals are if your goals are too high you can end up making yourself miserable just chasing them so keep things relevant even the probably word would be relative to what you can achieve and not somebody else's goals because nobody wins you don't win the people around you don't win your family don't win one of the things Gary always reminds me is Stephen, you're not just Stephen the runner, you're, you're Stephen the brother, you're Stephen the son, you're Stephen, you know, there's Stephen the web developer, whatever. There's a lot more to me than just the runner. And so if you don't protect those other key areas of your life, I up crying, doing what I was doing. I'm not depressed. I hate the fucking word depressed. I just had a bad few days. You know, I don't know if another three years of that is what leads you to depression. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I just don't believe depressed I just think you just go through a rough patch you know call it a fucking depression if you want I call it a rough patch and the sooner you can identify that make some changes try that it might not be the right changes but there's no point carrying on the same path being stubborn I need to read the book who moved my cheese so good you know as humans we're fucking nuts and just so stubborn literally to the point of breaking point whereas animals aren't like that animals just move on animals kill their own fucking kids because they're smart you know the, the daddy lion just decides fuck this this little fucker could grow up and kill me someday so let's not let that happen let me kill it and that's that's absurd but fucking lion's got a point and but yeah at the end of the day we gotta be human and we gotta do what's important to us but at what cost um, I'm going to leave you with that and just to know I am good um, I'm a bit happier um, I have great people that I can bounce things off you know family and friends and like um, like Rachel I was able to call her and chat and sort a few things out and I know she worries about me and less about herself um, but I'm good I'll survive. I've probably gone through a lot worse than not being totally satisfied with where I fucking live in the world or what I'm doing. You know, it's there's a lot worse things going on for people, but everything's all good. So I'm gonna drop my phone at the house and go for another five mile run.